So nice strong easy front kick, left foot's in front. Okay? On my count. Everybody's count. And everybody key out. As a boy, if you had asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I never would have said a karate teacher. Mainly because I didn't start taking classes until I was 22. That seems like such a long time ago now. So many struggles emotionally, financially, and physically, including a bout with colon cancer, were encountered during the 20 years after I started the business in 1999. It seemed like in 2019 that I had finally figured out the right formula and that Okami Kai was going to be successful. We were becoming leaders in the industry. There seemed like nothing was going to stop us. We were celebrating our best financial year yet, and then a pandemic took over the world. This morning, I've declared a state of emergency in the province of Ontario. We're facing an unprecedented time in our history. COVID-19 constitutes a danger of major proportions. The following establishments are closed effective immediately. All facilities providing indoor recreational programs. All facilities providing indoor recreational programs. All facilities providing Martial arts, which had become such a crucial part of my life, was being considered to be non-essential. What's more, my livelihood was being threatened, and as I had spent over 20 years building up that livelihood, I didn't have a plan B. I needed to look for the thing that I was missing that was going to keep me fighting. We got something going here on uh, Wednesdays. Scott Campbell joins me now from Akami Kai. Good morning, Dan. Uh, good morning. Uh, and uh, you'll be a regular here on Wednesdays with us. As, Lucky uh, you. <laughs> we we kind of kicked this idea around uh, for a while here at the radio station, and it really didn't get the full traction we were hoping for. And then you came back and, and mentioned something like a Wellness Wednesday, and I went, well, as a matter of fact, we talked about this. And you said, well, I've got a group of people I think it'd be great uh, if we could slot them in and, and talk about not just the physical well-being, but emotional, spiritual well-being as well. It was a weekly segment on our local radio station, and I loved it. Could this be the plan B I needed? If it was, I was going to need some education. I was going to have to go back to school, and that meant getting the support and approval from my wife, Jennifer. You and I were totally convinced that we weren't going to be able to navigate the business through the pandemic. Both you and I considered changing careers entirely. And I think going to college has allowed you the mental opportunity to refocus and not have to be sucked into 100% business all the time. I also think it's shown you how multi-talented you are in that you've got a whole other skill set that even you didn't know about now. And I think it's impressive. I took the plunge. I jumped through the necessary hoops that included looking for a high school transcript from 1989 and enrolled at Seneca College. You've stuck it through those difficulties, through those frustrations, and you've come out the other side of a pandemic having successfully negotiated a business and having completed a college degree and maintained your integrity personally and as a father and as a husband and as a stepfather. And I'm really, really proud of you. Maintaining my integrity as a father. It's an interesting thing when you're going to school Monday to Friday and taking your kid back on weekends to his own college where he's studying recreational therapy. What's the biggest difference that you found from your teachers at high school level as opposed to the college level? A hundred percent that you refer to your profs like with their first name. That was like the big, like, kind of like made me almost uncomfortable because I've been used to like saying miss and mister. And then it was like they just referred to themselves as their first name. And if I need to go to the bathroom, I just get up and go. Or if I want to 
leave, I just get up and go. I don't have to raise my hand to go anywhere. I was the same way. I Even though I am an adult and I would talk to most of these profs as an adult, like some of these people are even younger than me. Yeah. I still would just have to call them by their first name. It's, and then maybe it's the fact that I'm used to a Mr. or Mrs. or Miss yeah. like in school, but at the same time, even the, maybe it's the karate. I mean, no, they need a title. They're a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then what we did in person, there were kids getting up, just walking out. I'm thinking, that looks really rude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We were in a small room too. They were really like, you know, 14 of us in a group. So one guy just gets up and walks out like, oh, okay, we could, yeah. we could just do that. <laughs> yeah. I knew I was going to have to figure out my place with the younger students, but how would I negotiate a relationship with professors who were close to my age or younger? Honestly, well, let's just say to identify a good teacher, you need to be introduced to some bad ones. That happened, but most profs were exceptional and deserved respect. One was Jim Carr. A guy who I could easily see sitting and having a beer with when this program was over. But for now, I seized the opportunity to chat with him in an empty studio slash classroom. So you see a screen full of young students all online, and then you see a bald 50-year-old guy. What's your first thought? Well, okay, I, I know the answer you're expecting. The answer you're expecting is like, oh my God, what the hell is this guy doing? Also, But I've had many older students, and so... My first response was, wow, okay, so I'm going to keep an eye on him because he could go one way and find the group of younger kids learning at a different speed than he's prepared to learn really, really upsetting. And I've had older students that just get really frustrated really easily with the group and just the maturity of things. Older students want to take things seriously because their time is worth something. You know that because uh, you've reached an age. The younger students haven't reached that age yet. They don't understand that time is worth something. But you know what? Since the moment I met you and talked to you and just had a couple of conversations with you, I was not concerned about it at all. So what's it like having a dad going back to college? Um, it's a little weird, but it's also kind of cool because um, it gives us another thing that we can bond over to and I find ourselves we talk about our profs and we complain about our profs to each other and then we also talk about good profs that we have with each other and we can also understand each other with assignments and stuff like that and we can help each other through college together kind of thing. You sent me a message one time after I did my first on-air segment on Say Radio and you'd said that you thought it was really cool and everything so what was so cool about it? What did you think? I don't know. You don't hear a lot about parents going back to school and it, you mostly hear about like the oh, like, I wish I could go back to school, or it's the, like, oh, I'm going to go back to school eventually. And so it was kind of cool that you've actually taken that step instead of just sitting there and playing the victim card and just saying that you wish you would have gone, you wish all that, instead of actually taking the step forward and actually doing it. College is one thing. Anyone can get in a program. The real question is, can a self-employed family man who can't just pick up and move to some unknown area of the country do something with what he has been taught? Is there a future for a 50-year-old guy in radio? I think there is. I think because radio, to me, is uh, evolved to the point that there are so many more stations out there than we know of. And I'm including satellite radio, I'm including streaming radio, and I'm including streaming radio that is not on terrestrial radio. Like, there's lots of uniquely uh, only streamed live radio stations and I'm calling them radio because that's what the colloquial term is. But, you know, they call them streaming stations or they call them other things. So radio really has nothing to do with it. But the amount of programming and availability for 
working with your skills is so much more than it ever has been. We used to talk 10, 15 years ago that there was careers outside of radio in corporations where they had media departments. Well, now there's jobs in media departments and corporations, but there's also jobs for Tom, Dick and Harry, your neighbor, who have uh, their own uh, basement brewery, who have 2,000 regular subscribers that listen to the entire 30-minute podcast where they you know, do suds and buckets and whatever their podcast is. That wasn't around 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That wasn't around. We had 238 stations, and that's how many radio stations we had. Now, there's so many more. So where does this go from here? Well, the business is bouncing back. It's been two years of navigating through a pandemic, and although I'm no longer doing a weekly radio segment, I'm now doing a podcast with my wife. It features people in Uxbridge, which helps put us in the forefront of the community and makes us stand out even more. Uxbridge, Ontario, Canada, the trail capital of Canada and home to both large corporations, small family businesses, and various sports and social clubs. We have artists, musicians, actors, and dancers coming out the yin-yang. The yin-yang? You know, we actually have a Quaker heritage. I'm not quite sure Quakers would use the term yin-yang. Quakers? Hey, we should cover that in an episode. This program covers off so many different areas that cover off uh, more things than just commercial radio. The program that I've worked so hard to create anyway creates a strong graduate that is capable of working in commercial radio, but is also capable in doing promotion stuff, stuff in sales, stuff in presentations, because all the skills that you get in this program cover off all those other areas. And so I don't have any worries about you at all, other than the fact that it would be hard if you had to drop the radio stuff and just focus on your other world, then you might not be able to pick it back up again. But I think there's elements of it. I love the idea that you guys do the podcast, and I love the fact that you take these skills that you're still learning and you approach them and you don't like Photoshop and posters. You look at everything that was given in the program and you're happy with it all because you can see where it goes and you see where it's needed. It looks like my solution to fighting through a pandemic has paid off. While other 50-year-olds go through a midlife crisis involving sports cars and younger women, mine involved college. I don't think you're going through a midlife crisis. I think that we've gone through a two-year pandemic. And here we are now, two years later. We've managed to get through it. It hasn't been easy. But you going back to school has, I think, allowed you to focus your energies into something other than what you perceived as a failing business or as an inauthentic business. And I think in your heart of hearts, you know that that's not true, but it was really hard to see that. And so I think that there were times where you wanted to quit and you know that I would have supported you regardless of whether you stayed in it or whether you didn't. But I think as well as I think I know you, being able to come out of it at the end and having navigated through a pandemic with your business, with your family, and now with a radio broadcasting college diploma, you are an incredible human being. And I think that the stress and the aggravation and all of the time has been absolutely worth it. And I'm really, really excited about your graduation. Although a pandemic was something totally unique, this is not the last obstacle that life is gonna throw at me or my business. I know that, but I'm gonna keep on fighting because that's what fighters do.